Hello, listeners of Take Talks Business. Thank you for returning for the next episode. Today's guest, we have Matt Brady, president of New Day Office in the beautiful city of Suffolk, Virginia. Matt, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tay. Glad to be here. So, Matt, uh, for our listeners, would you mind giving a little bit of background uh, about yourself professionally and, and also uh, kind of the road uh, to what has now taken you to be the uh, president of New Day. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just a little bit about myself. I'm actually a Hampton Roads native. Uh, grew up here, was born in Portsmouth, um, and uh, I really watched my dad, uh, as I grew up, watched my dad uh, basically create the company out of nothing. Um, he was a uh, Pitney Bowes sales manager at the time and uh, and had decided to uh, to kind of branch off on his own and uh, office furniture was uh, uh, was what his current client base was was asking for at the time and uh, and so as a little kid I really got to watch him scale it up and scale it down you know the business is uh, 30 years old now uh, or 30 33 years old this year actually um, and so you know, in terms of uh, my involvement, I actually, uh, you know, started at the very bottom. <laughs> so you could say we, we uh, as kids, you know, my, my dad and both my mom and my dad were big proponents of bringing us. I had two older brothers bringing us into the business and uh, emptying the trash cans, cutting the grass, sweeping the warehouse floors, you name it. If the job was dirty, we were we were going to be assigned it. Um, and uh, it really gave me this uh this great appreciation for the effort that my parents were, were taking to, to, uh, to build this business from, from, from nothing. Um, and uh, then once I got into uh, to high school, I started uh, as a de delivery driver and installation tech. And, um, and then for some unknown reason to me, I started, uh, <laughs> I started selling for my dad my, uh, uh, the summer of my senior year of college. And man, I take, uh, that was the hardest summer of my life. And it was, uh, you know, my dad and my dad's old school. You know, it was, uh, it was, uh, here's a box of catalogs, go out and beat the street and I uh, hope you make a, hope you make some money at the same time. And so, uh, man, it was tough. It was, it was tough. You know, hundred, hundred degree heat in Hampton Roads and beating the street. Um, that was, uh, that was difficult. And, uh, but for some reason, uh, I, I really loved it. Um, and chose to come back after I graduated. I went to VMI for college and graduated with an economics degree there and then came back and, um, uh, and joined the family business. But um, uh, I have a whole lot of questions about that. You know, I, I, I get a whole lot of questions about that all the time. Why, why'd you go to VMI? Why'd you come back to the furniture business? Why did you go to the military? And uh, you know, the, the reality is, um, there is something special about a family business. There's something special about small business that you've seen grow from absolutely nothing and to, uh, and to be part of the second generation that, uh, that helps uh, continue to grow that business and help it to be uh, a life-sustaining arm, really, for people here in the Hampton Roads area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's that I've talked to several people um, over the the history of the podcast and and um it's just something that seems to get in your blood and once it's in there it doesn't get out and uh 
and that's that seems to be kind of a, a common thread through a lot of our entrepreneurs and especially those who who worked with their families over the years um, growing up um, and it's uh, I know from the standpoint of the, the, the public it's such a, a great thing to have in a community because there is that common uh, connection with the business owners um, that, that really carries over from generation to generation. So it's, it's nice. It's always nice to see when, when multiple generation families are, are able to continue to connect within the community. And I, I believe to a certain extent, it, it helps make the community a lot stronger too. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think it back on my decision to, uh, to come back into the business, um, after college and, uh, you know, realizing how blessed I was that, you know, my dad really had the, uh, the mindset that, that would allow me to uh, take my career and really make it whatever I really wanted it to be. Uh, when I came back in, he was really, you know, like I said, he had scaled it up, scaled it down, and, uh, and he had gotten pretty comfortable and, and was what was probably turning out to be a pretty nice twilight career is a reality. <laughs> uh, and here I come. Uh, guns blazing back into uh, back into the business and wanting to to grow and and go gangbusters and uh, you know a lot of that involves risk is the reality of it um, and my dad was at a point in his life um, that uh, he didn't he didn't need the risk he didn't he didn't want the risk and he was he was he was pretty comfortable doing what he was doing and. Uh, uh, and so after seven or eight years of working for him, um, that's what led to the buyout uh, between my dad and I. Uh, and so back in 2011, um, I ended up uh, uh, becoming full owner of the company um, at the time. And, um, uh, and it was intended for 2008. Uh, but, uh, but as you know, uh, the economy went, uh, went south in 2008. So we pushed it off for three years. And, and thankfully, uh, man, during those three years, God really provided for us as a company um, and, uh, and really grew our customer base at the same time. And so uh, when that 2011 hit, it was just a, just the perfect time to make the transition for us. So, so Matt, and speaking with about your, the history of the company, uh, you're kind of creating a new history with uh, new day office right now. Uh, you've gone through some exciting uh rebranding and, and changes in the last probably 18 to 24 months. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the reality is, is looking at what we've been doing over the last, uh, you know, 30 years and that's um, really creating these beautiful spaces for uh, corporations, both uh, large and small and, uh, and realizing how we've kind of realized growth uh, within ourselves. And that was by uh, really focusing in on our own operations and, uh, and building this, uh, really this beautiful engine that is capable of pumping out these projects um, that uh, from an operational standpoint that our customers are coming back to us going, man, that was, that was a really great experience. And that's exactly what we had aimed to do all along. Um, but looking at from it from the customer standpoint of which of those projects was this giant success and hit it out of the park and then which of these projects um you know the customer said thank you but then it didn't really impact their business at all um 
and looking back on that and trying to figure out exactly what those differences were is, is really what has kind of prompted our next iteration of, of New Day. Uh, and that's the realization that those who got the biggest benefit from their new space, their new environment, were the ones who really took the time to ask the right questions. Um, it's really about workplace strategy. Uh, it's really about looking at your workplace and not just seeing it as a place for uh, to be filled with people and furniture. While obviously that's a that's a kind of a necessity because business has to to move forward. But it's a matter of standing back and saying, hey, what are my business goals? Uh, and how does the built environment really and truly relate to those business goals? And how can I do the best in the built environment to support those business goals? Oftentimes, and, and you know, it's just to be true, oftentimes the executives of any team are moving a million miles an hour. Um, and, and, and the projects are moving a million miles an hour and they take on a life of their own. Uh, and oftentimes, those two things, those two, uh, the, the, the executive team and the project, they kind of are like two freight trains passing in the night, right? Uh, and that they, they never actually see each other. And, uh, and so the mission and the vision of the company and what the executives are really trying to accomplish through their business goals never really gets, uh, uh, gets pushed over to the project side of the built environment. And that's that is what makes the biggest difference between a successful uh, office environment and an unsuccessful office environment. And it's, if you look at every other major CapEx purchase that a company does, um, if there's not planning that goes into it, uh, if there's not a business goal alignment that's associated with it, it's wasted dollars. Uh, and that is, uh, that's a, it's, a, it's a huge disparity there. And bridging that gap uh, for our clients and coming alongside of them and asking the right questions. And it's not just this touchy-feely, well, these are my mission, vision, core values, but it's data-driven. We take the time to dig down deep into their company. We have uh, process surveys that go out to all of the employees to, um, to really and truly figure out not necessarily how they're working today, but how they plan on working tomorrow. Um, and then again, what the business goals are of the executive leadership and then applying that to the built environment. And that's, that's really where, we're, where we plan to make our mark in the future is, is aligning those two things, the built environment aligned with the, along with, along, aligned with the business goals. Yeah. Uh, and so, that, and that's, um, so that's where we are. Um, you know, the chamber has had the opportunity to work with, uh, um, to work with Damon Josu, our, our workplace strategist, and we're really excited about, about the outcome of that. Um, but, uh, you know, what we, um, what we really see most of our clients really coming away from all of this with uh, is good energy, maximized efficiency, and just supercharging their culture. Um, and uh, uh, and that's, that's, that's a big deal, and it's, uh, it's worth the investment. Uh, to, uh, to, to get those benefits to your company. Gotcha. Well, and, and the refresh on, on your company, I think kind of speaks volumes to that is, is you're, you've essentially put yourself out there to say, I mean, we've done this for ourselves um, and, and this is what we can do for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. When, uh, when Damon came on uh, two years ago, the first task that, uh, that, that he and I wanted to conquer together was to create that, that strategy for ourselves. And that ended up pushing us to a brand new location and a brand new showroom. 
but it also aligned our, our sales and showroom side and our, our customer facing division uh, with our operations side uh, because we had two distinct cultures going on within our own organization. And that was one of the, uh, the biggest takeaways from it all was that we needed to go through a culture alignment and that meant bringing us under one roof. Um, and uh, it was good. It was it was a good business decision that was tied up in that. So. That's great. And along with that adaptation, um, you've now uh, set up. And please correct me if I'm wrong. A, a partnership, I believe. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about how that partnership has come together? Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a, a formal partnership at all. Um, but uh, here's here's what we know. Um, Today, right now, uh, you know, especially with, with COVID-19 and all the things that we have seen happen in the workplace, the only thing that we're really sure of is that technology, the use of technology is in hyperdrive, right? Um, uh, every meeting has got to have a virtual presence. Um, and if you are going back into the office, it's not just to, uh, to, to, to sit down, it's to, uh, to accomplish a specific task. Um, and we, the reality is we really don't have any idea what impact this is going to have overall on the workplace itself. And you know, we follow a large architectural and, and, uh, and design firm, Gensler, and they posted us, they, they did a big gigantic survey. Um, through a lot of their users and they posted the results of that the other day and 75 percent of the respondents said i want to come back to the workplace um, and uh, facebook's uh their decision to uh to directly move uh to uh to more teleworking or to really to work from anywhere it's not necessarily work from home it's work from anywhere because we know that people they're not staying at home they're going out in parks or they're doing whatever they need to do but they're taking their uh, their technology with them. Um, but their move uh, was predicated by their own survey and the results of their own survey said 75% of people wanted to come back into the office. Um, but uh, so, so the reality is we really don't know what impact it's going to have on the business environment, but we do know that technology is, is, is you know, like I said, it's in hyperdrive and the marriage between the built environment and technology has got to be right. Um, and uh, and that's where our partnership, or, or, or rather, we're kind of partnering with uh, with Layer Nine. They're our technology provider as well, uh, and we're really focusing in on the uh, the collaborative technology um, and making sure that people understand that they they have really fantastic options out there that uh, with technology solutions that not only help them uh, help them work more efficiently but they interact really well with the built environment and so as people come back in like i said they're they're going to need um the technology to do that correctly so that's that's really where we're headed is that integration of technology in the built environment as well how how does it kind of feel being being in your shoes and also the shoes of the the team that you work with knowing that that you to a certain extent you all are kind of leading the way for how we're all going to be working in the in the coming decades. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, we've had a ton of just um, brainstorming sessions, both with uh, within our own selves and then with clients as well. And uh, the one thing that we can do is to go out there and provide ideas. Um, 
And not that uh, it's a one size fits all because the reality is every business is going to look different after this. Um, but it really goes back to uh, what we were just talking about with workplace strategy and it's the individual goals of the business and what serves the business and its employees the best. Um, and make no mistake about it, the great companies, they are putting their people first. Um, and so, uh, so it's not gonna just be a dollars and cents kind of um, solution to this, but, uh, but they're gonna make the best uh, determination based off of what their people want and need um, moving forward. And so um, we've thrown some ideas out there. We're getting ready to launch an online survey ourselves um, in terms of allowing people to go on there and say, hey, am I ready to, to bring my people back to the office? Um, be a list of 15 to 20 questions. Um, and then, uh, and then there'll be an offer, you know, at the end of that to say, hey, if you, you know, if you're not ready, more than happy to come alongside you and provide some solutions out there for you. But the reality is, is our industry is almost on pause. Um, because we, uh, while we're providing ideas, um, most of your, uh, your, your large Fortune 500 companies are on pause as well in terms of what they're going to do. And most of them are sitting back and saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of wait this out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what some of my competitors are going to do. Um, but, uh, but nobody's really, you know, you have some, some, some true leaders uh, and it's, it's a lot easier to do in the technology side of things because things are so... Um, well, things are just much easier to do in, in a work from anywhere kind of standpoint um, there. But uh, but a lot of the local uh, a lot of the local companies here are are sitting back and waiting and say, you know, I, I think I'm just going to wait this out. We're still operating. We're operating very well. Some companies even saw a productivity boost when people went home, um, and then some people saw a giant productivity slump. Uh, when people at home. So, so again, it really comes back down to there is no one size fits all, um, but we're here to help you work through that and kind of ask the right questions and, and then help you kind of figure out for yourself what the right answer is. So. Gotcha. So on, on more of a personal level, um, what is it that, that you found that you've absolutely loved the most about being an entrepreneur? Um, being your, essentially your own boss. Um, and, and what have you found also being in that role as being some of the, the biggest challenges you've had to, to manage throughout that time? Yeah. Um, man, it is, uh, being an entrepreneur is filled with highs and lows. Um, you know, uh, for me, uh, the, the biggest high for me is problem solving and uh, ultimately making things better. Um, I absolutely love it. I love to be able to stand back and go, yeah, yeah, that change actually impacted somebody's day-to-day -day work. And there's a tangible benefit from the changes in policy or skipping around policy or whatever it means. I love it. Um, uh, and, and, and the great thing is, is I don't have to sell that up to anybody, right? I don't have to convince anybody else that their that their policies stink. I can go out and make <laughs> it today, not tomorrow. Um, and uh, you know, I kind of think back on, uh, you know, on my childhood and the way that I grew up as well. And you know, uh, my parents really kind of reinforced that in me. Um, and um, uh, and so it was a really great. Um, uh, that's, that's definitely the best part of, of being an entrepreneur is being able to make the changes that you, you want to make today and, 
and uh, and seeing things become better as a result of it. Um, and I think it would drive me mad to be part of an organization where you know something didn't work and I couldn't make the change right then. It would it would drive me insane. Um, but uh, but that also means I have only myself to blame. You know if uh, if the changes aren't made timely and. Um, uh, and, and somebody suffers because of it. So that's, that does, that's not very fun. Um, but I, I tell you that the biggest uh, challenge for me uh, is knowing what to delegate and, and what to keep myself. And so we've, we've grown a lot in the last 10 years as a company. A couple of years back, we won the, uh, the Virginia State Chamber's Vanguard Award for the fastest growing retail wholesale um, company in the state uh, for a three-year period. And and, uh, and so through all of that, um, we have really hired just a, a group of wonderful, wonderful people here at the company. And as we've grown, we've added some really talented leaders here. Uh, so it's not just me. Uh, you know, there are these leaders who thrive off of the exact same things that I do. Uh, and so knowing what to, uh, to be hands off on uh, and to allow them to function and to allow them to experience the, uh, the same thrills that, you know, uh, of making progress and changing things that I'm seeking out. Um, you know, that's a, that's a challenge for me. Uh, it, it, it definitely is, but, uh, make no mistake about it. These guys kill it around here every single day. Um, and, uh, uh, and thankfully they're, you know, they are the reason why our, uh, why our clients keep coming back. And I go back to, um, I was out on a manufacturer trip, uh, I guess it was about five or six years ago, and I was out in Indiana, and the, uh, the matriarch of the manufacturer, their family-run business, the Minkies, and uh, family-run business, and um, uh, the matriarch, I was having dinner with her, she was about 85 years old, and she looked at me, and she said, Mr. Brady, I understand your company is growing pretty, pretty well, I'd like to know what your, what your, what's the reason for your growth? And then she gave me this look like, I already know the answer to that, but I want to make sure you know the answer to that. <laughs> and, uh, and I knew exactly what that was. And that was because of the people that are here uh, and the dedication that they give to the company every single day and to our clients um, to make sure that their needs are put first. But uh, um, that was a very impactful moment for me. Them. That's great. That's great. Well, I'll, I'll throw this one at you. The, a little known fact, I, I used to do new uh, store development uh, when I was still working in the retail industry uh, out on the West Coast. And um, one of the things that we used to joke about was uh, we would go in and sometimes we'd start with uh, a floor and four empty walls. And other times we'd go in and we'd remodel a an existing store and we'd spruce it up and it, and and by the time we walked out the door at least we thought in our minds that that was the most beautiful up-to-date special looking store you'd ever seen and and uh and my boss used to tell me don't ever go back don't ever <laughs> walk back in that store because it's never gonna look and feel the way it did the minute you walk out so i gotta ask you the question do you all ever go back? And do you, if you do, how do you how do you manage the expectations of, of what you left behind compared to what what you might encounter on a return visit? 
Oh man, I tell you that is a that is a struggle for us as well. Uh, so to to answer your simply, yes, we go back all the time. The reality yeah. is, is, you know, our our business really isn't based off of uh, you know how we perform on that first project. It's how we perform on the entire life of, of the life cycle of that product, and then. Um, you know, we we uh, we don't like to do one and done kind of projects. We we want to be there, you know, as, as often as you'll have us kind of thing. Um, but uh, um, but it is very difficult to uh, to walk into this beautifully created space and have it professionally photographed, and the colors are just right, and the furniture is just right, and then um, and then Bob has his favorite chair that uh that's 30 years old and, and uh, just worn slant out and he's insistent on bringing that that chair and rightly so you know hey listen wow. everybody needs what they uh you know what what kind of what promotes them to uh, to to do their best work there um but man it can it can really ruin the aesthetic for sure <laughs> and, and clutter you know piles um Piling, you have two different types of people, right? You've got filers and you've got pilers, and uh, um, and and the and the pilers. Um, it does not make for the cleanest desk. Um, but uh, somebody gave me this uh, this sign one time, and it said a clean desk is a sign of a sick mind. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we yeah we we struggle with the same thing for sure. So. That's great. That's great. Well, before we wrap up today, I, I want to make sure that, that uh, you have an opportunity to pass along the best way to reach out to you and your team. Um, I know you're based in Suffolk, but you do business throughout all of Hampton Roads and probably well beyond that. So I just wanted to, to give you an opportunity to let people know kind of how to reach you, where you all uh, serve uh, throughout the community. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we actually just launched our uh, our new showroom, our new customer experience center in downtown Norfolk at uh, the World Trade Center. Really excited about that. We're right on the first floor of the World Trade Center. You come come right in the revolving doors there and head to the right. And we're right there. You can go on, on our website, newdayoffice.com, or go on LinkedIn and check the, check us out. Um, and uh, no matter no matter the size of your project, we're here to help you. Uh, large or small, Fortune 500, uh, government, it re really doesn't matter. We've been all over the world. We've been in Africa and the Middle East and Europe. And, uh, and so uh, in terms of our uh, our service geography, we're, we're everywhere. We've got five different projects running in five different states right now. And so uh, we, we'd love to love to help you out. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for all you do uh, within the industry. Thank you for all you do within the, the 757. Uh, you've been a great partner of the chamber as well. So um, I really appreciate you coming on today and, and talking to me and, and giving our listeners an opportunity to, to get a bit more in-depth uh, feel for, for you and your industry. Take, thanks for having me. Wonderful. Have a great week. And thank you to the listeners of Take Talks for joining us on the latest episode. I'm not going to